Hello and welcome to the Creative Scramble. My name is Matty Singh and today I'm joined by another international guest, originally from Chicago, based out now in Los Angeles, filmmaker and entrepreneur, Zach Kravitz. Welcome to the, uh, welcome to the show, Zach. Awesome. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. No worries. So, filmmaker and entrepreneur, that's a pretty loose term. Could you expand on that for us? What is it you do? Um, well, I do a bunch of things. That's like, that's always like the hardest question is like, well, what do you do? Especially when, when just talking to people. Um, I, I don't want to call myself a YouTuber, but I am on YouTube and I vlog. So I guess you could call me a YouTuber, but I'm really, I'm really a filmmaker. Um, I work with a lot of brands and influencers and now I'm teaching my own filmmaking course. Um, I've started a backpack company that's like really, really new and I'm documenting that process on YouTube. Um, so that's really kind of the bulk of it with those three things right there. No, amazing. That's obviously we'll go on to the backpack thing later on because that's quite interesting. Sure. Yeah. Um, but as like a YouTube filmmaker doing everything that you do, what does a day, a normal day kind of look like for you? There might be variances of that day, obviously. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm trying not to spread myself too thin. So I've got, I've got a ton of stuff. Um, and I try to time block everything that I need to take care of. And I've been doing it for a long time. I'm doing it for, well, not that long, but about a year now, pretty, um, consistently. So my day actually starts the night before always. And I'm like planning out everything because I'm so ADD that <laughs> if I don't structure everything, I'm, I'm screwed, you know? So, uh, the night before I, I time block, uh, I make sure that I have, th that I'm, that I'm clear with, with everything that I need to do the next day. And something that I'm doing, this is kind of recent-ish, but I am finding that one thing that I have to do no matter what to progress. Um, and I make sure that I, that I write it down in bold um, in my journal. I journal every morning, every evening. Um, and I write that down and make sure that this is what I have to do um, to progress and everything else that I complete that day is, is just icing on the cake. Um, so I journal and, um, I make sure that I have, um, that one thing written down and then, and then I just execute my day. Uh, I'm, we, I'm either working on my, my cinematography course and making sure that my, my course members are in good hands and everything's good there. Um, I'm either designing and planning and brainstorming um, products for the backpack company. And I'm also documenting everything that I do. So with those two things, I'm just filming myself and, and putting those videos on YouTube. So my days are, you know, back and forth, but uh, you know, I make sure that I time block and, and structure it accordingly. No, that's quite a smart way to do it. So you quite, well, you've got a decent following on YouTube and Instagram. Uh, do you mind me asking, well, sharing what your followings and subscriptions are at the moment? Yeah, so on YouTube, I have a little over 14,000. Um, I just hit the other day. And then on Instagram, um, I actually have, I think, 5,600. So, I mean, yeah, 
pretty, pretty small compared to a lot of other people. Um, sure. You know, but still an achievement in itself these days. To, yeah. Still um, an achievement to stand for sure. out. For sure. I mean, I really, I focused on, I think the one thing that I really did well with like my audience is just establish a really loyal following. Um, and I don't know if you, I, I'm sure you followed Gary Vaynerchuk. I think we talked about that earlier. Um, yeah, yeah. But he, he put out something recently where it's, you know, would you rather have, um, you know, a thousand diehard fans or a hundred thousand people that don't care that much, you know? So I think I've done a really nice job of establishing just an awesome, awesome, uh, group of people. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's been, it's been great. I'm, I'm blessed to have the amount of people that I have for sure. That's really good. Cause I don't know if you follow people like Tim Ferriss, but one of his friends, uh, Kevin Kelly of think who was the founder of Wired magazine. Okay. He's wrote a really interesting article about, um, it's called a thousand true fans. It's the idea that you don't need hundreds of thousands or millions of fans if you have like a thousand diehard fans right that's enough to make a really good living off and he breaks it down in detail so for anyone listening if you're typing 1000 true fans kevin kelly um there's a really good article about how you don't need a lot it's just about the quality of that following and how you can create a good living yeah you don't have to have you don't have to be like a kardashian or whatever or you know there's a, you right. can if you want but yeah uh, i mean for those looking to grow their personal brands followings in whatever they do creatively, what recommendations do you have to sort of, is it just consistency? And Well, like I said, there's, there's so many different ways that people have grown their following. They've gotten a following from, you know, one viral video or multiple viral videos, or they've just been consistent. Uh, for me, I have always had a vision and I'm really clear with my storytelling. So that's what, that's, I feel like that's what has separated me with, with my videos is just really clear storytelling that everyone knows exactly what's going on because with vlogs and a lot of videos on YouTube these days, it's, it's just kind of a random kind of mashup of things that happen throughout the day, but there's really no point. Um, and something that, that actually Lewis Howes taught me, we can talk about that. I'm sure we will, um, later, but he recommended that you should have some sort of challenge or obstacle that you're trying to accomplish or face and documenting that, that challenge. Um, that's what really sparked the idea of me starting this backpack company. Like I've always wanted to, um, have my own business. So it's always been there, but actually like getting down to the nitty gritty and, and starting it was because he said that. So it kind of like, you know, the light bulb kind of turned on and, um, you know, I started planning that series and now that is really what my vlogs are all about these days is, is documenting this huge task that I'm trying to accomplish. It is something that again Gary Vaynerchuk says document versus create so so it's like taking people on that journey with you of whatever you are accomplishing and just sharing the right. ups and downs it's, along the way. It's taken me a long time to get over that document documenting versus creating uh, because 
you know, I'm a filmmaker, I'm an artist, you know, we're art, we're artists, we want to make the most beautiful thing possible. Um, and you still can, but to do that on a consistent basis, which is what YouTube is really meant for that consistency. Um, it's, it's so hard to, so I've kind of had to drop the perfectionism of everything and just, you know, still have that storytelling. Like that's really important. Really, you know, know your vision, have that storytelling, um, and make sure that's on point. But, you know, like the quality of shots doesn't have to be perfect, you know? Mm. Do you, you okay? <laughs> drop my <AirPod. laughs> I'm good. <laughs> For the benefit of those listening, he dropped it. Yes, <laughs> recovered. Um, so, for like, say, do you generate an income and opportunities through your social followings, or um, is it more to build up a following because you do sell your own products? Right. So that's that, yeah, that's new. Um, when I first started on YouTube, I this was like. I'd say a couple, well, I started on YouTube like five years ago, but I was making videos that I, I absolutely hated. I used to be in the fitness industry and I made, um, I don't know if you've personally have seen these videos yet, but they're, my old fitness videos were not good. Um, I'm definitely going to go and find them. Though, yeah, go, so. yeah. Well, or don't, you don't have to. <laughs> um, but I would say, so a couple I'd say a couple years ago is when I started my my YouTube vlog series, um, and I call it Rambling Road. And um, when I started that, I didn't really have much of a vision. I just wanted to make it on YouTube, whatever <laughs> whatever that meant. I just wanted a following. I wanted subscribers. I wanted people to watch. Um, nowadays, it's different. It's I want to. It's, I'm still, obviously I still want an audience, but I want to share my experiences and have people learn from it. So now, instead of just thinking about me, 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 I'm thinking about people and, and how to help people while showing my life, I guess. Um, so when I met Lewis, he kind of, ins he, he talked about, hey, maybe you should have an online course and that kind of got the juices flowing. And I sat on this course for a year. I talked about it, I brainstormed about it, but I never executed or took any action. And, um, and then I ended up meeting a entrepreneur through Lewis. Uh, Lewis connected me to um, this girl, Catherine Zenkina. She has a, a brand called Manifestation Babe, and she needed a video on her retreat. So I actually ended up traveling to Bali and making this retreat video for her. And she's my age, a couple months younger, and super successful. And she and I just got to talking and I talked I told her about my experiences working with Lewis and and that I had this course idea. And she was like, stop right there. Like if you have this idea on the course and she's a, she's a online course creator as well. Um, so she said, stop right there. You need to, you need to go full tunnel vision on it like immediately. And, uh, that's what I did after the Bali trip. Um, I went home and with her guidance, Lewis's guidance, uh, another mentor of mine, I was able to 
create this online course and, and, and grow it. And um, it's done very, very well so far. And now I'm actually starting to um, say no to freelance work. Some of it, you know, I'm, I'm a lot more choosy with my projects now. And this course has allowed me not only to help people, but free up so much time. Um, instead of spending all of my time editing, I have time. What course is this? Sorry, what, what do you teach in this course? This is filmmaking in general. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I call it become a world traveling filmmaker. And it's all about how to become a better filmmaker and how to create better videos. So big time brands and influencers are, are more likely to hire you. So that's kind of the, the base around it. Uh, and then I'm actually creating a new one on the business side of things, like how much to charge and all these questions that you hear, like, I don't, I don't know if I should have a contract, should I have a portfolio, all these questions that I receive. Um, so that's, that's going to be new in the future. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's allowed me to have so much time to work on other things instead of just editing for eight hours, you know, which I'm sure you can relate yes. to. Definitely. It's, it's tough because when you edit that long, your creativity can in your head can only last so long before you need mental breaks. And yeah, you're in that. It's really cool because you're in that really dream position because I'm just starting out on my freelance career, as I mentioned to you last time. Right, right. Um, where you can be picky with the work to a certain extent where you really can take the jobs that you want to. Mm-hmm. But because you've thinking more entrepreneurially you've got other streams of income which is something a lot of us creative guys don't tend and guys guys and girls Mm -hmm. don't tend to think about but it is important to have money coming in through different areas so we can focus on creating more of the stuff we want to create right and right and just to provide people a bit of context so you know lewis house lewis house of the school of greatness podcast we had tiff tyler on the last episode um initially you wanted to be more of a typical youtuber like the one that springs to mind is like a casey neistat casey neistat however you pronounce it <laughs> yeah um but meeting lewis people like that expanded your mind into thinking more entrepreneurially would you say yeah well it's funny because he he's all about vision he's every time i talk about vision it's because of him um, he is all about knowing where you want to go, because if you don't know where you want to go, you're, you're not going to go anywhere. Um, so he instilled that really instilled vision, um, and, and just nailed that home all the time. Um, and what he made me realize was that I didn't want to be a filmmaker for the rest of my life it was just something that I truly loved and I still love and I always will love but I'm not the filmmaker that is just wanting like that's all he wants to do 24 7 Um, I love so many different things and when he asked me you know what my vision is I didn't I didn't have a good answer for him it was it was just kind of generic and um, and now after meeting him, meeting his network, um, it just gets more and more narrow. And this is where kind of my backpack company and, and the course kind of 
um, came together, especially really the backpack company, because it takes all the things that I truly love and combines it into one. I love business. You know, I love creating and designing a product and having people experience that with me. I love filmmaking. Filmmaking. So when I start creating advertisements and 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 getting people hyped up about about the product, um, you know, it has that aspect in, in it as well. Um, so all these different things, graphic design, I have a graphic design background as well. Uh, so it allows me to, to, um, do that, you know, and obviously I'm going to be outsourcing a lot of this stuff too, cause I don't have the time to do everything, but, um, just to, you know, have a little, you know, kind of dabble my feet in, in all of those things is, is just really fun for me. I was going to say, because we were going to go into the backpack company, tell me about how it came to be. And you've already sort of said, you've done it because it combines all these little passions you have into one thing and it's a new fresh challenge for you and allows you to grow and get uncomfortable again doesn't it yeah so what's the story so far how long has it been going what's the vision with it um it's as you say vision yeah right (laughs) you're gonna start saying and (laughs) (laughs) i have terrible vision (laughs) oh yeah mine's not great either i can't even see you right now uh so it started a few months ago um the me wanting to do a backpack was like again like i like i was saying the backpack i've always loved backpacks um it it really it could have been anything um you know i've always wanted to start my own business and just connect filmmaking graphic design um product working with a group of people and having a team like all that stuff is what I wanted. So it, at the end of the day, it really could have been anything. Um, but I just, I love backpacks. So it just made sense to me. And, you know, Lewis, I was talking to Lewis about it. He actually steered me away from it because he thought that I wanted to be a filmmaker and that's what I wanted to do. So he actually steered me away from it and told me, Hey, like, you know, it's a lot of work. I don't, I don't think you know exactly what you're getting into. Um, and I didn't, and I still don't because it's still so new. Um, but then seeing him recently, that was, that was about when, when he kind of steered me away from it, that was, that was a year ago. Um, so I've actually been kind of talking about it for a long time, just like the course, but never executed or, or took action on it. Um, so recently we had another conversation and I told him, I'm like, Hey man, I know what you said, but I'm going for it. And I know my vision now. And he looked at me, he's like, all right, go for it. Um, so anyways, back to kind of where we're at, just, you know, market research. I've got tons of bags in my apartment and I'm just literally taking them apart on what I like, what I don't like. Um, you know, I've, I've been buying bags for, you know, ever since I got into uh, filmmaking and photography, and I've never truly liked any bag, um, regardless of filmmaking or photography, it could just be an everyday backpack or luggage. I've never liked one of them. Um, so that's what I'm doing right now is just designing. I was going to say, is, is it going to specialize in camera bags or just out, like f- outdoorsy the, bags or a bit I, of everything? I want to get into everything. Uh, the first product, our product's going to be a camera backpack just because that's my niche. And I feel like I can get it off the ground a lot easier that way, uh, just with my network and, and everything. 
Um, so, but then I've, I've, I eventually want to get into everyday backpacks, luggage, uh, wallets, like literally everything. No, it's cool. It's very different. It's, it's an interesting way to, cause I'm similar in that I have different passions and filmmaking, editing, that's one of them. Mm-hmm. But I feel there's something, there's so many other things that I want to pursue. So you're inspiring me, sir. I might not be setting <laughs> up a backpack company. I'm not going to try and set up a backpack company, but yeah, you I know, can, something along I the can't, lines. I can't like have that. more competition. <laughs> like, like, a pod, like a podcast, for example, like what we're doing now, me and Cal starting this just because we enjoy listening to big podcasts from Ferris to Rogan to, yep. can't think of, to the Gary Vee ones. There's, there's loads, there's loads. Uh, and this is our way in our niche of um, expressing that interest and in doing something our own. So, yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about as well was you, you're you from Chicago originally, right? Yes. From and born and raised. Recently, yeah. Yeah. You've only moved to LA recently, which is, I'd say, the equivalent of, even though Chicago is a big city, but it's like moving to London if you live in right. England, because that's where the big opportunities are in TV and film industry. Right. The big problem with it is just the cost of living, the cost of rent. How have you found that yourself and how are you managing? Are there any struggles for yourself in that regards as being a creative? Um, I mean, there's always, yeah, I, you know, I ran into the same thing moving to Chicago. Um, you know, I was living with my parents up until... Uh, this actually, you know what, this, it's, it feels like ages ago, but I moved January 1st of 2018 and I moved to Chicago and that was like the biggest from the suburbs. I moved to, to the inner city of Chicago. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was like such a big step and Lewis was a big reason for that. He, you know, he told me like, you know, if you want to do what you say you want to do, you got to get really uncomfortable, move out. Like you need to have that kind of do or die mentality, you know? Um, because when I was younger, I, you know, I lived very comfortably and I was trying to do something unconventional with, you know, the, the course and the, you know, freelance filmmaking, you know, most people get the nine to five. Um, so it was very unconventional, but where I grew up, like that was the norm. That's what, everyone did um so even though i was trying to do something unconventional i was still living with my parents and i could always fall back on them uh if something were to happen um so that's why i moved to chicago and i wanted that kind of that do or die that that fear of you know if i don't do this i'm screwed so moving to la was just another step further and I wanted to put myself in proximity with people that were doing it as well. So I wanted to just better my network and, and, and be around the people, either the people that I wanted to work with or the people that I wanted to become. Um, so those were the the two big reasons why I I moved to LA and then just to create that do or die mentality. So with the cost of living, it's like, I think it's like 20% more than Chicago. Um, but I'm kind of used to it. It's this, it's this fear, but it drives you and it just keeps you going and makes you work hard and it makes you hustle. Um, but I'm putting things 
into place where I don't have to have that. Like you'll still have that fear, but um, you know, the, with the cinematography course and Waylon, these are things that they're they're like my long play game. You know, with freelance filmmaking, you never know. Like if you if you don't get work, like you don't get paid that month. But with the course with Waylon, these are revenue streams that are going to be just constantly coming in on a monthly basis where you know, I don't have to worry so much and it frees up time. So I don't know if that answered your question, but no, it's, no, it's a cool way to look at it. Yeah. Um, there's kind of that approach of that, the Tony Robbins quote, isn't it? Where you burn the boats to take the Island or yes. burn the bridges and all, all exactly. whatever you, you, you back to the wall, you have to do it. Yep. Um, something I'm very much trying to apply now more in my own life, trying to like make myself uncomfortable, do things that, or scare me mm-hmm. um, so you can progress forward and you realize there was nothing often there's never it's never as scary as you thought it would be yeah and you realize why you put it off for so long don't you so right um, I mean have you had many you, you can share as much or as little as you want to but many ups and downs in your career so far like things that you thought oh, oh yeah Absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm currently in a down right now. Um, same thing happened when I, when I moved to Chicago, I, the month that I moved to Chicago, January, I got no gigs. I had zero gigs that month. Uh, my hard drive corrupted. So I lost. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's happened to you or anybody. Um, once upon a time yeah i don't wish that upon my worst enemy you know that's that's not a good feeling uh so i lost i lost 20 terabytes of footage just (gasps) oh my goodness gone and luckily luckily i didn't have um really important paid gigs on there I i had one paid gig and i lost about half a like like a day's worth of shooting. So about like half the project, but I was able to refilm it. And yeah, the client was annoyed and frustrated, but you know, I was able to, you know, fix that and put, put out the fire. Um, so even though it sucks, I got really lucky, uh, in that situation, but yeah, like that was, that was a really tough time for me because it was such a big step moving to my very first apartment and yet I felt like I couldn't really enjoy it because all these things were happening to me. And then now the same thing is happening in um, L.A. moving here, although just different. I ended up spending a ton of money um, with the move, and, you know, that always hurts, spending just a ton of money just because y- you have to. Um, so that, that, was, that was difficult. And now I'm in this uh, transitioning phase of, of actually saying no to money to then hoping for bigger money and dreams in the future, um, which is weird. So I'm, so I'm very, like I was talking about earlier, I'm just a lot more picky with my projects just so I can focus on this, this course and this backpack because I don't want to spread myself too thin. I have a vision and I'm just trusting myself with it. So, no, good. I mean, pay your bills, obviously, but I do think it's really important because you can get trapped by earning more and more money, more and more money. You think, I'll do this job, do this job, do this job. Right. Then you have no time left to for yourself to do the things that 
that are your deep down kind of your dreams, your real goals and ambitions. So that's right. It was find that it was, balance. It was taking me away from YouTube paid gigs. Yeah, I love also, YouTube. I'm going to throw in there. I'm yeah. going to throw in there. Where was your backup hard drive? One oh one. Where was the backup for this drive? Oh oh well. Oh my god, that was so stupid. I had a. Um, I think it was a four. It was four drives, um, and it was a RAID 5, I believe. So it, so it just had that one backup. So if one, uh-huh. if one drive failed, I was still okay. Yeah. They all failed. <gasps> they no. all just went boom, down. Now, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, it, was, it was an emotional <laughs> couple of – actually, it was like Brown a month. Cr- because, I'm crying for you inside. <laughs> yeah, because I was going back and forth with the company. I won't. I won't say their name, but just the customer service and just everything was just a shit show, and uh, it, it was a it was a real life nightmare. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. Oh man, the worst. We, well, I've had broken hard drives, but thankfully nothing too major on them. The worst we did. Me and my friend, we were shooting a music video once in college. This was, and two cameras. And then as I'm going, this was on Canon T2i or 550D oh, yeah. for the UK market. Classic. I was just going, I was just going in to check the, um, I've still got that camera, <laughs> uh, to check just how much we'd recorded so far yeah. in the format menu. And instinctively, instead of just viewing how much data was filmed, I went over to OK and I pressed the button for OK. And um, I was like, cash, my friend. Oh my <laughs> God. And thank, I just deleted midway through the shoot. Oh the my but god! It turned out there was only one sort of take, like one angle that yes. we, filmed, we filmed the majority on the other camera. Okay. So thankfully there wasn't much lost, and we didn't tell the artist on the at the time. Right. We were just like, duh, duh, duh. yeah. <laughs> Let's carry oh my next, god! Next take. So. I mean, the more t- that was, yeah, that's horrible. You make silly mistakes, don't you? So right. I was just gonna say, the more time you you have gigs, the more time you're shooting, those things are just gonna happen. They just happen. And you learn from them, you know. So now, so now I've got like a huge backup solution. Like I've got it in the cloud. I've got it on another RAID 5. I've got, you know, I've got, I've got everything. That's so, the only way you learn, isn't it? You, yeah. You, you do it. You, yeah. You'd say you do that from the start, but you need harsh lessons to really learn, don't you? Right. Yep. Um, oh, man. Right. Just thinking now with everything you're doing, um, one thing that I try and follow as well is people in sort of the health and well-being space. Yes. Um, and I'm always sort of, as much as I have big as I have big ambitions, and I can tell you're quite ambitious, how do you balance that work life with your family life, your spouse, like your girlfriend? Do you try and stay with routines of sleep and your diet and your exercise? Yeah, this is like... Because I think that's vital to creativity uh, as well. To ha- yeah. It's easy to burn out. I think it's a, that's such a it's a it's tough because you know I struggle with that all the time is balancing especially like relationships and family like if you really want to do um if you if you want to fulfill your dreams and your vision especially starting out some of those things have to slip like you just can't there is no work life balance there's just no such thing. Um, I've talked about this before, this before. There's there's more like work-life integration. So like, for example, for me, I'm lucky now because my girlfriend also works at home. So now we can work at home and still spend time together. 
kind of thing, you know. Before she was working a nine to five, and it was obviously it was early in our relationship too. So we had a lot of arguments, we had a lot of fights. You know, she didn't fully understand what I was trying to do, and I never really did a good job of communicating what I need to do. You know, um, so that was tough. But now we're on the same page, and you know, we 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 work together and we have, we do set time apart to say like no phones, no internet, like it's just you and me time. Um, but definitely starting out, like, I don't, I don't know if anyone talks about having work-life balance, but just in my experience, I know it, it, it just doesn't exist. I don't know about you. No, I think that's a better word integration. It's just you've, you've got to make things a priority don't you like now is time for family now's time to go and hang out with friends yeah or now i've got deadline this is work time and you think you've just got to be strict with yourself whatever's a necessity to you just make sure you squeeze it in so yeah yeah no good thoughts it's it's all priorities it's all priorities um you know even with my fitness i used to be a huge fitness guy i competed in bodybuilding i was lifting Um, oh really for hours yes yeah fitness was like my first passion and that's actually what brought me to youtube in the first place was fitness six back abs yeah (laughs) yeah exactly exactly what's he called mike chang mike chang Chang, yeah six pack abs the original i don't know i don't know what he's doing these days he was like one of the first major youtube fitness hits wasn't he he was like the first viral yeah dude yeah they were killing it anyway carry on sorry (laughs) um yeah so i I totally i don't know what what were you saying before this (laughs) i I apologize i don't know you're you're a bodybuilder oh oh yeah so yeah right (laughs) that's right right when i started you know having different visions i you know the prior my priorities changed you know i didn't work out as much anymore and uh, it definitely fell by the wayside. You know, I've gained weight. I don't. I'm, I don't look nearly as as jacked as I used to be. Um, so yeah, it's it's really about setting your priorities straight. But um, I'm actually I'm trying to make a comeback slowly but surely. We're making a comeback. I was gonna say we're on video Skype here, and Zach doesn't look in out of shape. Hey, now he looks. He looks, <laughs> he looks okay. He looks I'm, okay. I'm all right. So. <laughs> I'm all right. We're hanging in there. Cool, man. Yeah, I think. I wanted to sort of wrap it up with to be respectful of your time, of course, sir. Sure. Is um, the quick fire round that we first tried with? Well, we did it with Rachel Photography. We did it with Tiff, and it's kind of working quite well. I'll, I'll screw um, it up for you. Don't worry. Yeah. Oh, I look forward to this. <laughs> like, how old are you now? Sorry. I just turned twenty six. <gasps> You're younger than me. I'm twenty seven. So. Not that much. Um, same age in no. my my mind. Yeah. Same generation. <laughs> yes. Um, I feel closer to 30, but anyway. it's The first one is like maybe not 21, could be 21, could be 18, but advice to that younger self knowing what you know now in career. Um, I would say... I would say experiment, have fun, find what drives you. Um... Don't listen to anyone that, don't listen to 
don't listen to advice from from people that aren't doing what you want to do nor are they more successful than you um wait that didn't make any sense let me let me re-say that don't, <laughs> don't i would say don't listen to the people that um I swear I had something good here. It was really good. Don't don't listen to people. Stay tuned, folks. And that's all we have for no. this week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, no, I'm. Uh, what am I trying to say? Try. I would say, don't listen to people that are trying to give you advice unless they're doing what you're doing, or um, they are more successful than you. Sure. Like be selective who you be selective. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's so many people trying to tell you different things, especially if you share kind of what you're trying to do. And that's another thing. Um, you know, I, I used to share kind of my dreams and my aspirations and like, it almost created a fake sense of progress. If you know what I mean, when you talk about it, the more you talk about it, it's like, Oh, I'm progressing, but you're not really doing anything. You're just talking. Which is what happened yeah, with, my, you, with my course. And I was my just going to say company. the course. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I talked about it. Less talk, less yeah. talk, more do. Don't tell anyone unless they're doing what you're doing or they're more successful than you doing those things. Um, my, yeah. My parents say that a lot. It's like whatever plans you have, just get your head down, do it, and then it'll slowly come to light what you are doing and right. you'll share it with the right people, won't you? So. Right. And yeah. um, what would you say, given everything you're doing at the minute, like, do you have any particular goals and ambitions? I know you have the backpack thing going on. Any ambitions with your filmmaking growth as well? And- I've always wanted, I mean, this is so, I, I can't really think about this right now because I have too much going on, but I've always wanted to have a show on Netflix. Like that's been just a dream of yeah. mine. Yeah, that's you know? something mine now. It's, yeah, yeah. Oh really? You've done just that? to or just no, just to have worked on a on a oh okay big Netflix right. type show like a series or yes a feature film. That's one of mine. That's, something like that. Yeah, it's been a big dream, and and you know hanging out with people that have actually done it. I've been lucky enough to know someone that's that's done it. Uh, not not super well, but just you know be somewhat close to that person. Um, it makes me feel like I can do it too. So that's definitely a big dream of mine. Why not? Yeah. Um, for the Zach Kravitz audience, because it's, it's a pretty decent audience, what do you like to do outside of work? And do you, are you, do you have any interesting hobbies and or weird weirdness um, to you? I, I like to... Well, obviously I like to travel. I love to explore to new places, but then that ends up turning into my work kind of because I'm filming everything and I want to make mm-hmm. and just create. Uh, so traveling, exploring, uh, creating little passion projects of my travels um, is a really big one. Um, I love to play golf. I'm a big golfer. I used to play Ooh, golf in nice. high school. Yeah. Um, that's, that's I'm terrible at golf. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm not very good. I just can't. Crazy golf is good. It's but, like the it's like uh, the hardest sport in the world, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, yeah, I think so. It's it, unless I don't know if you've played it regularly, but no, it, no, you would no, never you'd regularly. never believe that hitting a little white ball is so difficult. But it's, yeah, uh, yeah, it's insane. You could translate it into focusing on 
that's what your life is just trying to hit it straight and true every that's time. right a lot of metaphors I'm making, I'm, make, I'm, no, I'm making stuff up right now no that's fine I'm, I like I'm it tired. I'm getting tired <laughs> I mean it's probably um, probably why there's so many golf like, movies yeah mm. oh Happy Gilmore yes <laughs> um, are there any apart from Happy Gilmore are, are there any particular films or books or any other resources that you like to absorb that keeps you inspired or you, that you go to um, I just, I like watching films. I think, I think a lot of people tend to gain inspiration from other YouTube filmmakers. Um, when that's really not like most, I mean, most of the time you have your outliers that are just incredible artists and they're just insane. Um, but most, most filmmakers on YouTube aren't, it, it's really more trendy. Um, and that's just kind of, I, I like to gain my inspiration from just like really quality work, movies, um, you know, Christopher Nolan stuff, Quentin Tarantino, especially for like storytelling. Yes. Um, with with cinema- Masters, aren't they? Oh yeah, Absolutely. Masters. Um, with cinematography, uh, Manuel Lubezki's huge. Um, Roger Deakins, obviously. Uh, so I just, I like to watch a ton of movies and I gain inspiration from that. And this is something I teach in my course. I just, I see too many people taking their inspiration from YouTube and Instagram. And then it just creates kind of more of the same stuff. You know, you just see it all the time with like, you know, your Sam Colders and not saying that Sam Colder is bad. I, I love Sam Colder, but he's like, he created an original, um, style, you know? So, that's kind and of everyone else copies that style exactly yeah, yeah. so my yeah. my point is kind of steer away from that and and find other sources of inspiration and uh you know create your your own work your own style. i really agree in, in a like a youtube instagram world there's a lot of like there's um ben on the group that i'm in ben haggerty's posted about a young lad gibson hazard Okay. He's done this amazing video for Drake, and it's really cool. Yeah, Tully's talent, really talented. But you see, he's similarly to Sam Calder. He's created this style that every, everyone else tries to copy. Right, and it's more about have your own unique style, which which you develop naturally over time. But I think it's born from a fusion of absorbing so many different things as opposed to one thing. Right. So my editing taste, I think, and my editing ability has come from watching too much tv when i was about three or four and then watching so many films i'm just a film tv nerd i watch too much and yeah that informs your style in the way your mind works and i think it's really true follow those don't forget the old art forms as right. well as right the new ones just try and try and consume a lot right um, absorb a lot and then you'll develop a cool style from there i couldn't agree so more. yeah man yeah. Um, is there anything else you feel you'd like to share while we're on here? I don't think so. I think, uh, I don't know. I've had fun, though. It's been great. Good. Yeah. That's what it's all about. So finally, where can we learn more about you and follow you? your journey? The Waylon backpacks, is it? Yes. Yeah. Waylon. Just Waylon or Waylon bags, whatever whatever floats your boat. But uh, you can follow me on my YouTube channel, just youtube.com slash Zach Kravitz. And then... You can find me on Instagram, um, just my first and last name, Zach Kravitz. Uh, Wayland does have an Instagram page, 
but um, it's it's Waylon underscore uh, bags. Waylon. How bags. do you spell Waylon? Sorry. It's it's W E Y L Y N. Cool. Actually, I don't even think there's an underscore on there. It might just be Waylon bags. I have to double check, but. Um, yeah, they can check that out as well. Sure, people will find it. Yeah, cool. I'm gonna. F- it'll be cool to see in the next one year, two year, five years, ten years, just to see where the brand goes, and I can yeah. say, I know the guy who started that. Right. So, <laughs> exactly. So yeah. Yeah. That's the fun. That's the fun thing about it. So we got to do it now. We got to execute, baby. That's it. Best of luck to you. Thank cool. You, well, thank you very much for your time, and hopefully everyone listening has enjoyed this. And if you have enjoyed it, please share it and give us a nice little review if you have the time of course that'd be most appreciated zach thank you again thanks for having me man